House Civis Broadcasting. Happy far, everyone. It is the 13th of Olaroon, and we've got an unusual show planned for you today. We finally, after some poking and prodding from our friend in the booth, was able to successfully keep our arrangement with the delegate from Undare. So we're going to have someone from the university there to talk to us, and it'll be an exciting time. I'm really excited because he, he's he's a he's a published author, uh, and I have my copy of Forge of War here in the booth, and so I'm hoping afterwards he's going to sign it for me. Well, I just assumed that everyone from Undare was at some point in time a published author. They had nothing else to do rather than just sit around and write. During the war? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They were kind of successful. Anyway, we'll talk about that later on in today's show. We do have a, a handful of Alufi's Ask. And of course, we have our news today with exciting news from all across Corvair. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy today's broadcasting of A, a Chronicle, Chronicle of, of Echoes. Echoes. Jinx. Yeah, that's what you get. You did it to me. I told you I'd remember. I told you. Roll that music, meeps. We've got, as I said, some exciting news here. Shall we, Luffy? Do you wanna do you want me to go through you wanna read the first one? Do you wanna read the first one? Is that you're holding up a one? I'm I'm confused, Luffy. Did you wanna read you wanna read the second one now, is what you're saying to me. Is that you wanna read the second one, not the first one? Is that what I'm getting? No, I don't understand. Peace, you're leaving? Is that is that what that means? Well now you're just being rude. We have our broadsheet here from our friends at the Sharn Inquisitive. On Sar, family members of the royal aide, Sharana Rockesco, expressed hope that she might be alive, though Sharn guards are skeptical after two days of fruitless searching throughout Sharn. Her father stated, Sharana must know we're out here looking for her. If we have to search every room of every tower, we will find her and bring her home. And that sentiment goes a long way. I'm sure that, as a parent, you want to do everything you can to bring your child home. In that vein, Commander Baneth Haruk has said anyone with information should come forward immediately. Miss Rakesco is an aide to the Royal Minister Frule, and she disappeared on far. She was last seen in the Sovereign Tavern's Inn. Her room showed signs of a struggle, and... Substantial fire damage. The reward for her safe return sits at a thousand Galifars. So, please, if you have any information, come forward. I'm sure that family would like to have a safe return of their daughter. 
and the city would be ever appreciative. In fact, I think we here at Health Civis will go ahead and add 100 gold to that. So we'll make the reward 1,100 Galifars at this moment for the safe return of Miss Rockesco. What do you think, Luffy? Is, is that fair? Three. We should go 300 Galifars. You're absolutely right. We'll make it 1,300 Galifars. Luffy has personally just said that she wants to bring that up, so she will be paying out those 200 Galifars to make sure that we have the safe return of Miss Rockesco. Would you like to read the next article, Luffy? Is there? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I will read the next one, uh, Silas. And I am only happy to pay out that reward. And, of course, um, Silas... I think that uh, it's noble of you to mention these things on air. I just want to say my heart and prayers go out to the family. Speaking of unfortunate news, the Ondarian embassy in Zalargo was attacked this past week by radical zealots trying to reignite tensions between Ondare, Zalargo, Brayland. The attack came during a masquerade and left several people dead. I, I had actually read on this earlier uh, and spoke with several contacts that I have from different houses and they believe that whoever was responsible for the attack may also be responsible for the lightning rail incident last week as well as the two airship incidents last week. Now there is a group of adventurers following this uh, this path of chaos very closely. However, if I recall properly um, they were spouting some form of nonsense about vampires or something like that, which you gotta love adventurers. Every time, yes, every time there's a problem, it becomes something more than what it was. It's not just it's, a terrorist attack on an embassy. It has to be a vampire terrorist attack, which doesn't even make any sense. No, why would, why yeah, would... There's been a lot of speculation. Why would the blood of full care about, yeah. you know... <laughs> It doesn't quite make sense, no, adventurers. No, no, but, not at you all. know, I appreciate you for being there and saving as many lives as you do. And hopefully they can put a stop to whatever terrorist organization is out there. Most likely the Emerald Claw. It's always the Emerald Claw. It, it doesn't have the MO of the Pilfered Wand. They, they tend to shoot for magical objects, not just wreak chaos. It could be, it could be a, a, any of the cult of the dragons below, any one of them. That's true. Or maybe it's a new group entirely. Yeah. I, um, I've, I've heard rumblings of, of a new group. I'm not sure what their deal is, but they're called the Cult of Volt. Uh, something to do with Volt, the, the month itself, I, I would assume. Or maybe the moon. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, wasn't there that um, that whole movement behind that one guy? He got put into Dreadhold a few years ago. He was an Ondarian. Like, he was like a general. And he was like, no, the war is not over. And he, like, started just killing a bunch oh, of people. Oh, 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 uh, Brassic, the, the, the one who went on yeah. the, he went on the warpath there at the end. Yeah, mm -hmm. then. Undarians, well, what can I say? Well, uh, we're going to be speaking with one today. We are, and I'm <laughs> sure we'll get a warm reception from him. Indeed. So, hey, uh, we've got a handful of Aloofy's asks. Why don't we jump on those? Oh, absolutely. I would be delighted to read through Aloofy's asks, as long as we stay away from anything related to me. Before we jump into the Aloofy's asks, uh, we would like to congratulate this year's winner of the Crystal Fall Ice Sculpture Competition. And I see that it looks like 
we we don't have a name. We don't have the name of the winner. Is that do do we not meeps? Well, what am I? What am I? C- congratulations to you, the winner, out there listening to this currently. Sorry, we don't have your information, but congratulations to you. I guess I don't have any other news. I thought I had other news here. Uh, so we'll just do the Aloofies Ask. Dear Aloofie, I am in a great predicament. Half a ten day ago, I met a person who was born in Sire. And when I saw them the other day, I said, good morning. Do they hate me? And am I a total jerk? It doesn't have a name. Why, why are you... I I don't. It's really funny. What what is funny? Because it's like good morning, which is like morning. Oh oh my oh yeah. oh, no. oh oh my goodness. Okay um <laughs> um that's so, you, you absolutely you yeah, take it yeah so, no. Uh, let me take this. Um, you are. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. I'm trying they, to focus. Will, you know I don't care. You know I don't care. I'm going to answer focus. Okay. So, uh, listen, I understand your predicament. And I understand trying to be uh, conscious about uh, the trauma that other people have gone through. Uh, but there is such a thing as being... Uh, too careful around uh, things like that. Um, obviously, uh, your friend from Siri would know that you're not saying, hello, I'm really happy that your home country got entirely obliterated and I'm happy that you no longer have a place to go. Uh, it's obviously, you know, you obviously meant, you know, hello, what a wonderful beginning of the day this is, not... Hello, I'm happy that your life is ruined. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? L- l- let me jump in here on this. Uh, I-, I have a question for our our, our writer uh, with regard to this. Uh, what is a half a ten day? That is a weird way. Are you are you saying five days or half a week? I'm I'm curious as to what that is. I think that is something we could quickly talk about and would lighten the mood. No, it totally yeah. Half a ten day, ten days, ten days. Half a ten day is five days. Five days. But but. Why say it half a ten day as opposed to five days? I don't know. Why do people? Days? Why do people say you know a fortnight or half a fortnight? Why not just say a week? Because it sounds cooler. I I'm not familiar with fortnight. Is that uh-huh. is that a thing that people use? Is that it's two weeks, fourteen days, oh, okay. fortnight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know anything about a fortnight. fortnight to go. Can't we just agree that seven days, five days, two days? Just the number of days should be the way it is, not these weird fortnight things that you're saying. No, I think that that's stupid and lame. All right. Well, let's go to the next Aloofy's Ask, shall we? Hello. My name is Glim Knackle Morfran. I am a gnome from Zalargo, so a born and bred Zil gnome. Yes, my question. Uh, where, where to start? So, I am a student at the university in Korenberg. My, my main research is on how dragon marks affect the psyche of the owner. Oh, but last name, I spent two months at the Morgrave University in Sharn. It was some sort of exchange program, I think. I enjoyed my stay very much. Sharn is a really fascinating city. Get so I, I met this quite cute half-elf. He showed me around and even took me to the race of the eight winds. 
unquestionably one of the most exciting things I have ever seen. It was so epic. Uh, go agreed, owls, yeah. Go owls, yeah, go absolutely. Owls, go the owls. race of the eight winds is wonderful. Go owls. Oh, uh, so on my last day, he took me to the lightning rail station and terminus to say goodbye. But instead, he started stuttering about how he lied to me about who he is. It turned out he has actually a changeling. At the time, I really didn't know how to react, and the whole thing went as poorly and awkward as you can imagine. As a proud zill, I see myself as genuinely open-minded. And of course, growing up with the trust, I understand that lying and deceiving are sometimes parts of life. The thing is, when I was but a gnomling, my uncle would tell me scary stories about changelings. I think it's because he didn't like that I could beat him in Trust Gnome 1, a card game that he made up for us as children. What an interesting card game. I would love to hear more about that card game, and unfortunately it doesn't look like he touches back on that. Uh, so if you have more on that card game, please let us know. Uh, so, uh, back, back to the... Uh, I guess my question is, are changelings nothing more than vampire thralls that replace people? Why do they even hide their true nature? Is there a real Nyath? That was his name. Oh, okay, okay. Or at least what he told me his name was. Uh, out there who doesn't know that someone else is wearing his face. Oh, okay, that's it. All, all of these are good questions. Does he plan on replacing me? Uh, and I guess uh, that was more than one question. Sorry, I just heard you were talking about a similar st situation. I think it was in one of the bars in Dendinias. We went in for some classic Zill food. Currently, I'm back in Zalargo, but I will try to purchase one of these Echo devices so I can keep up with your broadcast. Thank you for reading this gnome mail. I very much appreciate it, and sorry for my bad comment at home. We talk only in gnomish. You should have written in in gnomish. I mean, yeah, we both, we both can read absolutely. gnomish really well. Uh, but I'm working on that. Yeah. It actually has improved a great deal after my visit to Sharn. Have a nice day. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I will have a nice day. <laughs> uh, as for your concerns about changelings, uh, I feel so bad that you have been lied to your entire life um, about what changelings are. They're not vampire thralls. That's a little ridiculous. Uh, they are their own people. And they vary just as much as any gnome or human or elf or Korovar or Golandar or any anyone. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, some would say that they vary even more. <laughs> yeah. But um, luckily for you, uh, next week we are actually going to be having uh, a member of the Changeling uh, people here on the Echoers to talk about what it like to live life essentially wearing faces that aren't your own and I think that everyone who has questions about changelings should should listen in we really want to to share with everyone that we're all just people um I can't believe that the people who are listening right now haven't walked over to our subscribe next to each echoer device and is that the little gnome guy in in the lovely suit yeah and and the pointy uh traditional gnomish hat it's unusual that people don't know who that is it's really weird you know like i said it's unprecedented Th these people haven't already gone over to the subscribe and spoken with them to stay up to date with all of the echoers and news they're in 
all of it, every bit of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's unprecedented. You're right. That why are they doing that? I'm not sure. Maybe it's just because they they don't like us. But if they like us, but they don't want to speak with the subscribers, there are other ways they could contact us. Well, of course. I mean, we have our Gmail house civis echoer station at gmail. Well, G stands for gnome, of course. Yeah, exactly. So they can easily reach out to us that way. Or you spoke about our message kiosk. They could go to our message kiosk. It's a little uh, messy at the moment. We're still trying to figure out exactly how to lay out everything on it to make it look good and appealing for. It's weird that that they're not that they're not you know. Doing these things. I agree. And then, of course, uh, those who are super, super obsessed with the Echoers and want to help the Echoers can do so through our patron program with House Kunderek. And they can reach out to us on Patreon and support us there. Of course, they will find all of that information in the little, uh, what is it, the the doobly-doo over next to the, 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 the subscribe there. The description pad? I don't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> What's a doobly do? I don't know. I couldn't remember. I feel at all. like that's like like magic, like incantation. I don't like, have any ability. We both know I can't cast a spell. Or is that like, is that one of those little things that goes on the end of the of your wand to give it like special properties? The again, I do not know how to cast any. How would I know that? Because you're an adventurer, you've used wands. I've never used a wand. You weren't a wand slinger. No. I could see you in like a badass trench coat. With, like, a bandolier of wands. What do you think I did for adventuring? I don't know. This town ain't big enough for the two of us. Do! Do, do, do. With, like, tumbleweeds. But the tumbleweeds are actually, like, skeletons. <sighs> and, like, high, it's high noon. <laughs> with, like, your magic wands. Like, magic missile. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about high noon or... or wand casting. Your little cowboy accent reminded me a bit of memes. That's pretty funny. I, I, I've got questions. Um, have you ever seen me cast a spell? And Do, uh, I have wands in my office? We will meet you after the break. Have you ever... You, you know I use swords, right? That's my thing. We are delighted to have with us today, from Undare, finally, our representative from the University of Weinar. Thank you very much for coming in today, Dr. Julius Willow. Did I say that correctly? Willow? Wallow. 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 It's a very refined name. All right. Well, uh, we, we want to thank you for bearing with us over these last few months. We've been doing our best. Uh, to get you in here. And now that we finally have you here, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a good time. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a wonderful sight to see the soaring skies of Sharn. Oh, uh, is this your first time in Sharn? It's been a while since I've been. Last time I was a uh, child visiting. The war, of course, made it very difficult to visit. Although the war made a lot difficult, I can understand. Uh, so you are the chair of the Department of History at the university, is that correct? 
Yes, that is. So why don't, before we, we delve into on dare, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, like a little bit of what you do? Yes. Uh, so the University of Wynarn, uh, while uh, perhaps less renowned in the current day than uh, our sister university in Arcanics, uh, the boys upstairs are uh, very proud of their magical creations. The University of Wynarn is the longest standing Galifarn institution. We are dedicated to preserving and keeping the proud culture and history of Galifar. And as the chair of the history department, it is incumbent upon me to make sure that Galifar is not forgotten. Oh, a, a very noble pursuit, I'd say. Uh, that is... I, I would agree. Uh, very interesting. I wouldn't expect Undare, of all places, to continue to pursue the Galifarin ideals. It is important to understand that Undare was the only nation that did not actually secede from Galifar. Uh, King Rogar uh, actually supported Queen Mishan at the start of the war. Now, of course, with the uh, unfortunate destruction of Sire and the tragedy of the morning, uh, it's become quite clear that Galifar may never be fully restored. But at the end of the day, we are doing our very best to keep that dream alive. And are, are you accepting refugees from Sire in order to help facilitate the goodwill there as well and bring in some of the history and knowledge and magic from Sire directly? The refugee situation is uh, quite regrettable. Um, the unfortunate reality is that the refugees should be taken in by those not only with the resources, but the space to take care of them. Um, and, uh, well, quite frankly, with the way the treaty ended and um, the unfortunate loss of uh, Thaliost, um, Andair simply does not have the large swaths of territory that are relatively unclaimed that would be necessary for uh, New Sire. I think that King Boronel's resettlement of the Siren refugees at the foot of the Seawall Mountains uh, is quite commendable and an excellent situation to dealing with a nation that has been destroyed and may never be fully recovered. We, we here in Braylon certainly like King Boronel and do appreciate the fact that he has taken the time to bring in these refugees and is doing the right thing. It is, it is absolutely commendable. And uh, I, I, I'm sorry to hear about Valiost. I know uh, some members of Undare are rather upset about that, others indifferent, uh, but losing Thaliost and the Elding Reaches, it, I'm sure those are two heavy blows. Western Undare. Yeah, without control over our Western territories, it is uh, very difficult for us to have the uh, space to support the refugee population. We uh, here on the Echoers and in How Civis will refer to uh, Western Undare, as you've placed it, as the Elding Reaches. They are affirmed by the Treaty of Thronehold, and we are going to uh, uphold that right. Uh, so speaking of, uh, let me just cut in there, Silas. So speaking of farmland, we here in Sharn know 
the distinct differences between urban Brayland and rural Brayland. Uh, both have very separate feels, but in Ondere, it's a little bit different. Yes and no. Um, I think the most important distinction is the earnestness with which rural Ondarians believe. The sovereign host is very important in Ondere. Arion specifically, not only was he the patron of the line of Winarn, but I think that Ondere really does its best to uphold the values that Arian teaches. Obviously, of course, we are well known for our magical studies, which many people associate with Arian. But Arian as the sovereign of law is also really important on Dare. We have very strong institutions and a very low rate of uh, corruption and other sorts of problems that Breland is still working to address. We also have a large number of monasteries. These are actually relatively unknown and untalked about. I'm not entirely sure why the Kornberg Chronicle doesn't spend more time discussing them, given that the monasteries of Corvair and of the Sovereign Host are actually primarily in Ondere. And we have a large number of faithful that are uh, actually capable of uh, practicing magic. It's quite impressive. So you brought up law and incorruptibility, but I wanted to bring up something with you that has been making the rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are actually the author of the Forge of War. Yes, that is true. Which I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners here are not aware. There are some very controversial statements made in the Forge of War mm-hmm. regarding Thrain as well as other things. And it hasn't been received exceedingly well. Uh, how, how do you respond to, to those accusations? I think what many people miss is they try and romanticize the use of bows and archery by the Thrains, and they try and frame it as, oh, you know, they've got this great, you know, culture of archery and, you know, this target shooting and all this. And while that might be a noble sentiment, the reality is, is that even a trained marksman with a bow cannot compare to the average Ondarian with a modern crossbow. The modern crossbow has made so many advancements in terms of the rate of fire, in terms of the accuracy, in terms of the range, in terms of the impact, that I think my other military scholars who have been writing about the last war simply overvalue the impact and relevance of Thranish archery. And when I actually went and did my interviews with soldiers and commanders about what was most impactful in the war. Frankly, they all agreed that the Thranish cavalry were the actual important and relevant factor in almost all of the battles, and that the Thranish archers were simply irrelevant because Thrain is still trying to use bows in, you know, 990YK. I mean, come on. It has been almost a thousand years since Galifar was founded. We've come up with better things than a bow. Well, uh, I can say that having been to Thrain and having had Bishop Sarhain on, as well as our new friend Shimmerwind, I've enjoyed discussing the faith with them. And they do need to advance with the times. That is obviously clear. But 
I think that judging them primarily on that after a hundred years of war, and now while they are actively protecting us from the Morn, along with Brayland and other nations who border the Mornlands as opposed to a nation disconnected from everyone, I don't think it's fair to immediately say that they need to change. I mean, I totally understand and respect their uh, valiant efforts in fighting the things that go bump in the night. But I also think that sometimes it's a bit of an uh, antiquated view. The reality is that we are in a modern era. And while the last war unfortunately did roll back some of the protections that Galfar had brought, the reality is, is that we are a modern people and we have modern problems to deal with. That's why the Department of History is also working on expanding into the study of government because in the modern era, we're faced with modern issues. Um, House Civis, of course, has been absolutely excellent when it comes to the Korth Edicts, but some of the other houses have been pushing the boundaries some more. And while I'm not saying they're always in the wrong, I do think we need a more considered approach, and I think we need a more unified international community that can actually hash out some of these issues. I mean, just, well, I know that uh, the queen, um, Arian Blesser, has uh, been quite friendly with the ambassadors from Valinar. You know, I have to respect my Karnathi colleagues who have been writing and complaining about the aggression that has been coming out of Valinar and how little control High King Sheriff Vidalia seems to have over his soldiers. You know, like these are important political matters that have to be addressed that can only come from a strong and unified international community. And sometimes I think that it's very easy to get distracted by the sensationalization of, you know, a small ghoul attack. And it's just like, look, yes, I'm not saying that ghouls aren't a problem sometimes, but a small pack of ghouls is absolutely nothing compared to the destabilizing threat of any of these groups trying to push the boundaries and trying to push their borders. Um, so this is normally about the time where I like to ask, um, what is your ideal on dare of the future? What, what do you see on dare being post-war? What, uh, what is your hopes for, for your nation? I think that's a great question. Um, Ondair is a nation committed to arcane progress. Uh, and so while Arcanics, obviously, and its subsidiary institutions are the face of those efforts, um, I think that at the University of Wynard, uh, we have a lot to contribute as well. Um, our Department of Arcane Science and Theory is actually pushing a lot of boundaries that I don't think other people fully appreciate. There's a lot of focus on uh, how the war effort drove the uh, study of the practical application of magic. My colleagues in the Department of Arcane Science and Theory are really trying to look at what are just totally other ways we can look at these problems. And uh, I actually think the content of Sarlona and uh, the Empire of Redra actually have a lot to offer on this. Uh, they have all sorts of incredibly strong planner influences there. And I know that the my colleagues at the department are trying to fund uh, an expedition out to Redra to uh, investigate some of those uh, wild zones further and hopefully gain a better understanding about not just the world we live in, but the universe we live in. I 
am always very interested in seeing the, the the ways that magic kind of develops and grows as as time goes on and how we start to look at things entirely differently. I, I, I really like your your vision for on dare in, in that uh, continuing to push that envelope uh, in, in, in all ways. So we did bring you on to talk about Undare. Let's discuss uh, some of the th- things you enjoy about Undare to tell us, give us a vision of Undare as it is. To tell, pay, paint a picture with your words for our mm-hmm. listeners. Well, um, I think uh, a great place to start is that uh, when I woke up in uh, my Gold Dragon Inn this morning, um, I had to actually wash myself. Um a frankly archaic practice uh in on dare we have purification stones that are commonly available and with just a touch they replicate the effect of the prestidigitation spell um to fully clean you uh and um well obviously it's a big time saver um and a big resource saver uh since uh running water is uh still uh, so difficult it's also just a general public commitment to health and cleanliness we uh we on dare have not seen an outbreak of disease in a very very long time and that's because we make public health resources easily accessible our streets just like sharn are lit by ever bright lanterns almost all towns and cities have their streets swept by animated brooms in the early hours of every morning again a general commitment to public health and public resources that uh sometimes i feel other nations don't prioritize. So, uh, uh, Doctor Wallo, I, I want to I want to thank you again so much for for coming on. And um, now, anyone can find a copy of your of your book, Forge of War, in basically any uh, bookstore. So, uh, if anyone's interested in uh, reading the the good doctor's uh, words, despite any scholarly controversy it is readily available do you have any closing statements for us well of course i'd uh like to thank you for bringing me on for this uh it's been a lovely time but i would also like to thank my sponsors at the university the university of wynarn is open to students from uh all across corvair again a uh, sharp change from our policies during the war when uh well borders were unfortunately closed and we've actually got a large number of scholarships uh, available to students from all walks of life we are a institution committed to education of the whole person regardless of where you come from. And these scholarships hopefully can allow some underprivileged students uh, to realize their dreams at the University of Wynarn. Of course, as always, everyone, remember to keep an ear out for those echoes of hope.